Welcome to Mind Muscle Mastery. We are here today to deliver a platform that will help each listener lock themselves into a continuous state of personal and professional empowerment. We want to deliver cutting-edge ideas, tips, and techniques that will help each individual ascend themselves to the apex version of their work and their home lives. And welcome back to Mind Muscle Mastery. This is episode five. I personally want to thank all of you for listening, tuning in, and taking some time to hear today's message. I'm so excited and I'm so confident that what we're going to talk about today is absolutely going to benefit you on a huge level because we're going to take a hard right turn. We're shifting gears and today we are going to focus on professional empowerment. Not the personal empowerment. We're going to step away from that for just a short while because it's really important to get our work life in order as well as our home life. What we're going to talk about today is how you begin to establish an emotional-based connection with a lead, with a client, with a prospect when you meet them face-to-face for the very first time or when you have that conversation with them over the phone. Now, there's three steps that you need to understand right from the beginning that build that super powerful, all-important first impression. But before we get into those steps, I want you to think about what you do. When you meet somebody face-to-face for the first time, how do you create trust and comfort with them? What are some of the things that you do? Is it a handshake? Is it a smile, a pleasant demeanor? Do you make eye contact? Do you point to something in the room? Do you hand them something to read? What do you do to build that initial connection with somebody when you meet them or talk to them for the very first time? Because the number one way, the absolute best way to build that connection is to ask them questions. This is such an important step and so many people forget to do it. Asking them questions does two really important things. Number one, it gives you the opportunity to learn about them. It'll teach you what they want, what they don't want, what they like, what they dislike, what they're interested in, and what they don't care about at all. And secondly, this is just as important, you are giving them a sign of respect. Now, why is that? Because what is a person's favorite topic of discussion? Themselves. Asking them questions allows them to talk about their favorite topic, which is themselves, and it also helps you because you get to learn about this person. And that brings us into the second point, which happens automatically when you ask questions, and that is finding common ground, finding the common interest. Do they love sports? Do they love music? Are they into painting? Do they go on hikes? Are they outdoors? Do they snowmobile? fish? Ride jet skis? Are they big campers? Do they collect coins? What do they love? And it gives you an opportunity to connect with them because more times than not, you will have multiple things in common with this person. And here's why that's important. Think about it for yourself. When you meet a complete stranger and you start to have two, three, four, five things in common with this person, do you feel a little bit more trusting and a little bit more comforting with them right from the beginning? Yes, you absolutely do because that helps build that trust and that comfort when you have things in common. 
Now, you're asking questions, you're finding common ground. The third and most important thing you must do when you're starting this connection is listen. You need to shut up as the sales professional and listen to what they're saying because it has a big impact right now when you're establishing the connection and then what they're saying as you listen to it will have an even greater impact down the road when you learn how to use it to enhance this connection. So we find common ground by asking questions and in order to do that, you gotta listen. So number one, ask questions. Number two, find common ground. Number three, you listen. This helps to build the connection right from the beginning. It gets the conversation going in the right direction and it helps them start to like you. It doesn't matter about your company. A lot of you might sell insurance or you do real estate or you sell cars or you sell clothing or you sell supplements, whatever the case may be. A lot of you that sell these products have a competitor that does the exact same thing. The company doesn't matter. Understand this. When you get a person to say yes to you, they will automatically say yes to your product or your service. So we've started this bond building technique. We've started this connection by asking questions, finding common ground and listening. And when you're doing this, you are having a conversation. Now, in order to have a conversation, what must you use in conversation? Your words. And the words matter. Even though in the communication module, they only account for 7%, that 7% carries a massive amount of weight. And you need to be consciously aware of the words you're using because that tiny little piece is the make or break point in a person's decision. And here is why. I don't care what you got on your ACT what you got on your SAT, what your IQ results were, what your cognitive test results were. I don't care how intelligent you think you are because you are all as smart as your vocabulary. There are things taking place inside of your body and inside of the room you're in right now that you don't understand because you don't know a word that associates to it. That is how powerful words are. You are as intelligent as your vocabulary. So what I want to bring awareness to is specific phrases that people say on a day-to-day -day routine that hurt your credibility, they sabotage your connection, and they start to build a lack of trust. So the very first one that I want you to be paying attention to and I want you to cut out of your vocabulary immediately is this right here. Hey, John, glad I got a hold of you. This will only take a minute. Now, what is the dark negative undertone to the phrase, this will only take a minute? You are starting your conversation out with a lie. Whatever your market is, whatever your product or service is, it is physically impossible to explain it in under 60 seconds. You've got to understand that you are starting your conversation out with a lie if you use that phrase, because the person that you're dealing with is going to look at you and say, hey, sir, ma'am, we've been talking for 20 minutes. You should have shut up 19 minutes ago. I don't know how I feel. You sound like a liar. So completely remove that phrase. Go into your conversation. Say whatever you're going to say 
if this person doesn't have time, they will tell you, sir, ma'am, could you get back with me tomorrow? Could we set up a meeting for next week? And you respect that and you do exactly what they say, but you never, ever, ever start out the conversation with, this will only take a minute because you're going to establish yourself as a liar. Second one. Now, this one goes a little bit deeper. The phrase is, did you know? Hey, John, did you know that there's a difference between summer and winter taxes? Now, when you say that to somebody, they're obviously going to look at you and say, yeah, I knew that because nobody wants to look dumb and be judged in today's society. But what if the person didn't know? What is the negative undertone to that phrase right there? You are inserting a distraction because what if they didn't know? And you say to them, John, did you know there's a difference between the summer and winter taxes? And he says, yeah, I knew that but he really didn't. Everything you say after that question is not going to be heard and comprehended by this person because their entire mindset, their entire attention is going to be on the fact of why they didn't know. Here's how it's going to go in their head. Wait a minute. My mom and dad lived in their house for 37 years. I had no idea there was a difference between summer and winter taxes. And my sister-in-law, she just bought a house herself. Why didn't she tell me there was a difference? I had no idea. How much is the difference? Is it a 50%? Is it an 80% difference? I have no idea. And they're going to sit there and think about why they did not know. So you don't allow a distraction like that to take place. Instead of, did you know, the phrase you would say is, would it be helpful? John, would it be helpful for me to explain the difference between summer and winter taxes? Ah, you know what, sir? You know what, ma'am? I don't need that. This is my second house. I don't need to worry about that. I already know the difference, but I appreciate you asking that question. It gives them the chance to tell you if they need to know or if they already do know. So you cut out the phrase, did you know, and you insert the phrase, would it be helpful? Now, the third one, this one is big, and this is only in a gratitude context. So make sure you understand the difference. You are out helping somebody do something. You are helping somebody with their church or their family or their job or a birthday party or whatever the case may be. And the person you're working with comes up to you and says, sir or ma'am, thank you for your help. And you respond back to them with no problem. Now, what is the dark undertone to that phrase right there? I'll tell you what it is at the deepest level. Congratulations. You just happened to catch me at the right time. You asked me tomorrow, we would have had a problem. You asked me yesterday, we would have had a problem. You just caught me at the right time. Congratulations, sir or ma'am. It's now going to work. So you got to understand that when you say no problem, it is a very cocky, a very dismissive, a very conceited approach to that conversation. So when they say thank you, your one and only response back is you're welcome. And remove the phrase, my pleasure, because you called them 78 times throughout the week. Did that give them pleasure? Probably not. Don't ever leave the opportunity for somebody to think that you might be lying. So when they say thank you, you respond back with your welcome. So these are some of the phrases you want to cut out of your vocabulary immediately to help establish yourself and not accidentally sabotage and ruin your credibility by using the wrong word choices. I understand they only account for 7% in communication, but it's the tiniest little specks on the map that create the biggest connection points for anybody in this world, especially in the professional world, because that is where the battle is won and lost on the tiny little points. And when you do that, 
when you start to establish a connection and you start to build emotion, you start to build trust, you start to build comfort, and you get somebody to like you, they will automatically like your product or your service. If they choose you, they choose your business because here is how a decision is made. The husband and wife go home after talking with you. The husband and wife go home after talking with your competitor. The husband and the wife sit down. One of them looks to each other and says, you know what, honey? We're going to choose option A. And I don't know why, but I just feel more comfortable with them. When you understand the right questions to ask, when you find the common ground and you expound on why that's so important, when you listen to people actively and hear what they're saying, when you know the right words to say, when you remove the damaging words, when you have the positive, uplifting, upbeat, healthy dialogue going on with somebody, you will develop trust, you will develop comfort, and you will get their interest in you. And when a person says yes to you, they automatically say yes to your product or your service. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, that is it for today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, whatever platform you're on, take a quick minute and interact with us. If you're at Apple Podcasts, press the subscribe button at the top, scroll down, give us a rating. If you're listening on Spotify, simply just press the follow button, continue your listenership with us. And as always, we leave you with this message. I wish you health, wealth, love for yourself, all of the best types of success until the day that you rest. Thank you, everybody. I am forever grateful.